Welcome to the Taco Tuesday Fantasy Football Podcast, brought to you by Triple D Wine and Spirit Distribution and Rico's Cheese. Here's your host, Spicy Gumbo. Hello, podcast listeners, and welcome to another exciting episode of the Taco Tuesday Fantasy Football Podcast, presented by Rico's Cheese. It is week 13 ending week 13 going into week 14 we are recording this it is monday so i have no idea what is going to happen on the monday night game but this is like one of my favorite times of the year this is where teams get into the playoffs teams are not in the playoffs and with me today i have i have two managers whose story is intriguing uh suspenseful uh exciting I mean, the story may have a little bit of romance, uh, possibly even a little erotica. Who knows what's going to happen here between these two teams? But I'm very excited that they're both here with me today. It is our husband-wife duo in our league, Guatemala hysterectomies, DH and Mayday. How are you both doing today? Hello, Spicy. (laughs) Doing well. (laughs) So it's always fun when it comes down to to you two at the end of the season. So let me set it up for our listeners and tell everybody what's going on because everybody has their own leagues and they don't see our league page. Um, right now, as it sits, I want to say Mayday is number six and GH is number seven. And according to our week 13 matchups right now, it looks like Mayday is going to win. GH may, may need a little help, but if he wins, um, depending on what happens on Monday night, they are facing each other in week 14 for a matchup of who's going to be number six going to the playoffs, who's going to be number seven going home. It's very exciting. How do you all even deal with that kind of suspense in your home? Tell our listeners how you guys are doing with it. It's been a very stressful week in our household, uh, <laughs> but we're, we're making do. And um, there's been a lot of bartering, gambling, betting, etc. <laughs> okay, uh, uh, I, I, ha- I have to, I have to stop you there. You have to, you have to give me more info on that, GH. What kind of, what kind of bartering, gambling, or like, I, I could see things because, um, on the flip side of that, my wife and I are in a family league outside of our taco league, and she's she's killing it. She's number one in our league, and she's always saying, "Yeah, you know, you know, I could bench this guy if you want me to. If you do the dish." the next couple of nights, that kind of stuff. So I was just curious, are there any kind of interesting bartering going on between you two behind the scenes that maybe people aren't privy to? I I, I guess I should say it's a a lot more gambling. You know, we've got uh, almost our own uh, kind of side bets going on with with regards to this league. Uh, I think we both have felt pretty confident about the rosters that we have this year. Um, so we, we've been, we've been having our own side bets going on, uh, outside of, uh, what's been going on with fantasy football. So we definitely both want to beat each other and it's, uh, it's almost too perfect that the last matchup of the year is going to be between the two of us. And let me tell you too, it's kind of about rooting for each other. You know, last night, uh, uh, James was, uh, was rooting for, um, uh, for the Dallas kicker, and you know, I have to say, it was a it it, it was pretty hard to lose by less than a point. You know, <laughs> are you talking about uh, last week, week twelve, or week thirteen, um, Mayday? Oh, oh yeah, no, I'm talking about last week. Um, yeah, yeah, that was a tough loss. So, so if you had won week twelve, and you're obviously going to win win week thirteen, a listener, she's up by like I don't know, like a hundred points on her point this week. So, yeah, you had lost week 12 by a point, and it's to the team that's ahead of you right now in the division. I think it would have been a slam dunk that you'd be in the playoffs. So it's, it's, it's intriguing the way things kind of roll out with our league. I think leagues across fantasy football are kind of all in the same boat. You have, like, your one or two teams kind of at the top that possibly have already clinched a playoff spot, maybe clinched the first round by. You have your one or two teams at the bottom that are kind of like, well, I guess I'll just play for the consolation bracket. I'll play for not being last place. But I think there's a good, like in, in, in our league in particular, there is about four or five teams fighting for about three playoff spots. So it's, it's an interesting time to be in fantasy football is this week 14 going into the playoffs. So looking at, looking at our league, I, I want, I want to kind of bring our listeners in on this, you know, in, in our league, there is 
there's 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 GH, there's Mayday, there's myself, there's another team, and then we have a fifth team that's right above all five of us. So there's five teams there that are all um, six and six, seven and five, five and five and six, or something in that area, or, or you know, they're all kind of you know, GH and I tied one week, so we have a tie in our, our records. So that's kind of affect things here and <laughs> um, later in the playoffs. But it's it's those teams that are kind of in the meat of it that really need to kind of position themselves going into week 14. So talking about that and looking at your rosters, I don't want you to give too much away because you guys are playing each other in week 14, the way it rolls out. Are there any moves, changes, things you want to do with your roster to kind of going into week 14? I'll, I'll start with you, Mayday, because um, I'll, I'll, I'll let you start looking at your roster going into week 14 because you got week 13 in the bag. Are you looking to make any changes to it or are you, you're pretty solid of where you're at? Um, honestly, I, I really love my team. Um, to tell you the truth, I, I feel like I have been, um, you know, making some good moves and, um, obviously making that, you know, that trade that was a a big, a big, big deal for me was, um, you know, working that trade with you, Chris. That's right. Um, and I, I feel really strong. Um, I, I think like, I'm pretty confident, but you know, it's, you kind of like, you just kind of have to sit back and watch, you know, it's fantasy football and sometimes it just doesn't go your way. Um, like, like I said, that last week game was crushing, um, especially to lose by like less than a point. Um, that really killed me. I'd rather get blown out, but, um, Anyway, um, no, I, I feel really good, honestly, and and I'm I'm happy with my team. So, uh, piggyback off that, I'll get to you in a second, GH. So, a few of our listeners might not know this. Uh, Mayday and I had a blockbuster trade. I, I would say I would say hours before the trade deadline. I think we were trying to work it out back and forth. Um, like I would say two or three hours before that Saturday in November, um, the, 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 the bare bones of the trade was I was giving up Devonte Adams. Um, and I, I'll, I'll, I'll explain that in a second listeners. And everybody's like, what are you thinking? You jack wagon, you know, no, I'll explain that in a second. And then, um, she was giving up a first round pick for next year and Deandre Swift. So, and I gave her my, my last pick for next year. So it, it came out to what, what I was thinking in that trade was I was kind of like on the outside looking in at that point, I had a, good team i think my team was on the rise but my other receivers were amon Ra and cd lamb so i was kind of on the back end i was thinking okay so i think i have enough kick back there to make a playoff push if these guys turn it up and give up Devonte adams and try to plan for the future and and maybe on the other hand was kind of in the same boat and she was like okay i think like she said i think her lineup was really good she needed that little extra push what's that piece that's missing from her lineup a stud receiver to kind of push her over the edge. And the funny thing was, I think the trade worked out for both of us, Mayday. I think your team, I was looking at our, at our scores um, this, this past three weeks. You are number two in average high score for the past three weeks. I am number three in average high score in the past three weeks. Um, so it's really interesting the way our trade worked out and it worked out for our, our teams respectively because going into the playoffs, our teams are both on fire. They're both scoring well over 180 fantasy points, averaging a game. Um, they're just crushing opponents. Every week, every once in a while, it sucks. Like it happened with you in week 12, where things just all fall apart, like for, for all of your players. But for the most part, we actually have a good balance on our roster. So I would actually be afraid to play Mayday's team the first round of the playoffs. I think your team is doing really well. I actually want to play one of our our top teams up there. And I'm sure that listeners have these teams in their league. There are these teams that are up there that are nine and three, eight and four. They're, they're decent teams, but they have like the lowest amount of points scored. Um, and they have the, also have the lowest amount of points scored against them. I call those, 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 those shadow teams, those eggshell teams that they are, they're there and they're, 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 they're in good position, but they've had an extreme amount of luck and timing on their rosters when they've played. So those are the teams that I think are scared going to the playoffs, looking at teams of you and me, where our, our skies are scoring a lot of points. So 
it's pretty cool. I, I'm excited about it. But GH on the other side of the token, <laughs> you know, I know you're kind of on the outside looking in right now, and your team's had a few issues. What what are, what are you looking for in Week 14? What are you gonna do? Are you gonna make any changes? Are you gonna, um, you know, <laughs> pray to the fantasy gods? What what are your what are your options here going into Week 14? I'm going to be looking at the health reports closely, and I will volunteer to offer my medical services to any all. Uh, I don't know. Things have just kind of gotten a little absurd at this point. Uh, when Waddle went down with his uh, foot injury, I was like, okay, let's just just bring it all on. Just just crush, crush me now. Um, I don't know. I just you know once I think I I get to like a, a point close. I, I think on Saturday I I was like, okay, let's just try to figure out this mash unit. Where, where are we going to put everybody, et cetera? And then I got a text from you later in the day, and you said, hey, check your lineup. I was like, I did check my lineup. What the hell is going on? You know, and then first get somebody else out. So, you know, if it's not one thing, it's another. Um, I just – I kind of feel snake bit this season. And, uh, you know, if I could just get – just just eliminate the surprises, you know. Like, if, if somebody's going to be out, uh, you know, I'll, I'll deal with it, you know. But, like, you know, something like 24 hours right before. Or, of course, during the game, I'm getting that now, now very frequently as well. Uh, I just um, – you know, let, let me let me plan a little bit for what's headed my way. And then, you know, I can deal with it. You know, the injuries happen, you know, but it's, you know, it's when you don't have a chance to kind of plan and prepare for it. And you're, you're just kind of picking up some random guy off the, the waiver wire or the free agency. That's when that's when things are really tough with fantasy football. Yeah, I 100 percent agree with you there. I hear you loud and clear. So GH has had a I, I, I always I, I look at GH. And I think about the, like the old the old Tecmo bowl game from Nintendo and the little guy is running with a stretcher onto the field and throw the player on the stretcher and then run off the field with the stretcher. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, that's, I think that's going to be my new fantasy team uh, next year. Uh, Tecmo uh, stretcher. <laughs> Tecmo bowl stretcher guys. <laughs> uh, so it's, 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 it's been a, it's been a, a, a carousel of injuries on your team, but you're still, you're still there. I mean, I wouldn't say like, you're not, you're not three and nine, you're not two and 10, you're not totally out of it. There are some things that kind of have to fall your way to be in it. So I definitely um, think your team is right there. Let's see what happens tonight. You know, you have your kicker going tonight. He just needs like seven or eight points. You win. And that's what I come down to. It's going to come down to a Mayday GH um, heads up. So we'll see what happens. But um, for all of our listeners who listen to our podcast out there, I'm getting a, a lot more Twitter following out there. So I appreciate that. I think I doubled my Twitter numbers this past week. So it's it's exciting. So make sure you're following us at TacoFFL on Twitter and make sure you drop a line to me in case you want to be on the podcast like this next person in our mailbag segment. So <laughs> as I was telling GH last week, uh, I sift through my DMs and they're usually just garbage. You know, people want me to buy something or, or, or sign up for their OnlyFans page and stuff like that. But like, I, I do get some, some interesting questions in there. Um, on my Twitter DM. So one was from Bobby. He's from San Antonio. Um, and he he actually remembers me. GH mentioned the last podcast, um, which was, oh, by the way, I'm um, sorry, listeners. Um, I know it was out a couple of weeks. We had the holidays pop roll around and then had something pop up last week. So it's been a couple of weeks. You know, I'm only contractually obligated to do 10 podcasts a year, but I want to try to get them out weekly. So I apologize for the hiatus. I usually take a little bit of time off during the holidays, but we'll hopefully get, some, get our weekly um, lineup back going here. But anyway, um, Bobby sent in a question saying um, that he remembered GH mentioning uh, bonuses in our league and what kind of bonuses do you have? So that's a great question, Bobby. So thank you for sending it in. Uh, I want to take a few minutes and, and GH and Mayday can jump in here whenever they want. I, I always try to des- – I designed this league just trying to be as fun and as entertaining than the leagues I, I had been in in the past, Bobby. So, you know, the leagues I've been in the past – People pay their money, they draft, and then that's it. Basically, they just go through the season. So with this league, I was like, let's have some fun bonuses. Let's have a podcast. Let's kind of make it a hybrid, have keepers, have redraft, trade draft picks. So to answer your question, um, we offer a lot of funny, fun bonuses in our league. So um, if, I, if I miss any GH, let me know. I know we have a 350-yard bonus for quarterbacks. Um, we have a 150-yard bonus for running backs and receivers that's five plus bonus points on either of those we have bonuses for long touchdown passes long touchdown receptions of 40 yards um this extra five points same thing with running um five yard bonus for rushing touchdowns and don't, don't, don't forget my uh, favorite one uh bonus for uh game-winning field goal uh initiated by yours truly 
<laughs> yeah, so GH also initiated the if your field goal kicker kicks the game-winning field goal at the end of regulation or overtime, you know, they get an extra five points on their fantasy roster. So there's a lot of fun things you can do. And it's funny, I was thinking about you this week, GH, my kicker, um, Greg Gano, or, or from um, New York, was the kicker I had just happened in my land this week. And there he was, overtime. 60-yard field goal. I was waiting for it. I was like, all right, this is it. I actually get the field goal bonus. So he make, makes this field goal, and he misses it. And, you know, the Giants end up tying that game, which was ridiculous. So <laughs> I was also, oh, man. Not, not only do I not get the bonus, I get a negative minus one for the missed field goal. Great. <laughs> I, I'm just waiting for somebody to win one of these weeks just based upon that bonus. You know, like like a regular field goal would not have got them to win, but the extra five bumps them just ahead. And then... Uh, um, uh, and then they win just based upon the bonus alone. That'd be great. It it happened almost last year. We had a we had a manager that was down by like five point four, and they got that bonus and they got them right there. I would I actually don't know what the other manager would have done. The opposing manager had they lost because of that bonus, <laughs> but it, 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 it's come close. But it doesn't happen very often because just. To, quick um, for that one bonus bobby like the field goal has to be the last play of regulation or the last play of overtime there can't be any kind of crazy onside kick lateral play after that so it, it doesn't happen very often but I'm, ex- I'm excited for when it does uh, one more thing that i also want to mention um to bob not bobby's question but in general for fantasy football leagues out there uh like so, so last year i think did I make the playoffs? I made the playoffs last year, but I didn't do well. Um, for people that didn't make the playoffs last year, are there no? They're not going to make the playoffs this year. It's good to make the league a little bit more fun for them. So have something in your consolation bracket. Um, have something that if they win the consolation bracket, they do get something. So in our league, the consolation bracket person, if they win, they get to choose their draft position one through six they can pick anywhere in that in that position six through 12 is the championship bracket so i don't like to mess with those guys but if they win the consolation bracket they get to choose their draft position so again little things like that to change up your league make it a little bit more fun a little more entertaining so anyway um so let's go back to the playoff talk right? this is what where the bulk of our discussion is going to be and with with buys pretty much done, there's a few teams on buy next week. Chicago, a few other teams that really relevant. Not a lot of fantasy power there. Um, what is something? And I know and I know I'll go with my team. So I'm, I'm trying to think of things that I can do as a manager to best position myself for a playoff run. You know, because week week 14 is kind of like a a de facto playoff game. It's kind of like you know. It's managers who are going to get into the playoffs and managers who are not going to get into the playoffs. So I'm also, I'm always looking for that um, that home run hitter, listeners. I'm looking for that guy that's going to get me into the playoffs and carry me like all the way. Last year, it was Rashad Penny. I happened to, happen to pick up Rashad Penny, and he carried me pretty far in the playoffs. I didn't win, but he carried me into the playoffs and helped me in the playoffs. So there's always that player you guys are looking for out on the waiver wire, if he's still available. And I think GH has him on his team. I was looking at Samaj AP, Ryan. You, you, you started him because uh, Mixon was out, correct? Correct. I spent all $100 of my waiver wire money to go get him. And uh, it was uh, that week. I can't remember. I think it was two weeks ago. Uh, I, was, I was telling um, Mayday this. It was an absolute must uh, that I go get him. Because she was asking, you know, why'd you spend all the money, all the $100 on him? Uh, there, there was no no doubt about it. He was just somebody I had to have. Uh, Mostert uh, was out with an injury. ETN was out with an injury. And it looked like Mixon was out with an injury. That's my three starting running backs uh, all in the same week. And uh, P. Ryan was available. And uh, I wasn't going to leave anything to chance. So went out and purchased him for the full $100. And, and he's done really well the last two weeks. Uh, he's filled in well in that high-powered Cincinnati offense. And um you know, who, who knows how long that's going to last and when, when Mixon's going to come back. But at least, uh, you know, I got the handcuff there. Well, the interesting is about him, um, GH, is he, if you watch him run and catch the ball, and <laughs> I'm going to say this to you, and I mean it and I mean, all respect, I actually think Smash P. Ryan has the equal ability of Mixon as a runner 
And I think he catches the ball a little bit better. He's better out of the backfield and, and receptions. Just, just watching. I'm not saying Mixon's bad. Mixon's very, very good. I just like watching him. So I think you spending all of your fab budget on him, like you said, you had to you're, with your running back room the way it was in. Um, but I do think he's one of those guys, because Mixon has been kind of injury prone this whole season. That guy used to be a, a pretty good workhorse, not really getting hurt. But I think all those workhorse years for Mixon are starting to catch up to him right now. And I think Samaj P. Ryan is one of those guys, those home run hitters, those guys you want to throw into your lineup. And hey, that guy can get me, you know, 20 points. I got to get me 80 yards and a touchdown. That guy can get me something where I will help me get into the playoffs. So. Uh, that's a, that's a great that's a great pickup and <laughs> yeah it's it's a lot of fab but they always have those guys that either save their fab to the end of the year like you did or guys that blow it all beating i think i have like two bucks left so i, I think i put a, a fab in for a kicker last week i didn't get him so i was like nothing i could do about it i don't have any fab money left so but i think you i think you spent it wisely and we'll see if this pays off for you um but kind of kind of going back into the talk about these home run hitters um Looking at your lineup, maybe I know you're happy with your lineup, but I always say there's always room for improvement on anybody's lineup. Um, is there anybody out there that you are looking to possibly add going into the playoffs? Just look at the games this week and look at the games next week. Do you have any guys on the back end that you are looking at and say, hey, I should add this guy, not even to my starting lineup, just to my bench that might help my team pushing into the playoffs honestly i'm always looking um no matter what every week i'm always looking but um a lot of that has to do with injuries you know like who's banged up you know who's who's uh potentially gonna have to step in and um fill that role you know so it's it's something that i i keep an eye on uh, on a regular basis so not not anybody specifically like oh i i want to get this person for sure um it's just like as the week progresses you know we'll we'll kind of see what happens and you know these injuries like right now it's just like it's there's so many injuries you know and just exactly. kind of on top of that is is important i found like for me, a lot of fantasy football is like waiver wire, you know, pickups and, um, you know, just kind of monitoring injuries. That's that's really helped me a lot. You're you're you hit the nail right in the head. One hundred percent agree with you because I think I think you, like when it comes to fantasy football winners at the end of the season, half the season is one in the draft, half the season is one on the, on the waiver. So I think I think managers that draft pretty well but don't play the waiver pretty well don't do well and vice versa who don't draft well but play the waiver pretty well because it's funny like my team the way it's stacked i only have one person left on my roster that i drafted <laughs> it's jalen <laughs> jalen jalen hurts he's the only guy left on my roster that i drafted That's and uh okay. it's, it's nuts right so it's literally because like, okay, yeah, this team isn't working for me and i just made a lot of trades i made trade gh you a few other uh, managers of our league just started shipping people off and this worked out for the most part but yeah it's just one of those things trading waivers uh really is where the league is run but i want actually i had written something down here on a little on a, on a, on a note piece of paper um because a lot of people you know, when it goes moving into the playoffs, like what can I do to help my team in the playoffs? And a lot of managers think, oh, I can, like, like you said, make waiver wire moves, make trades. Um, if you're, if your team, if your league still trade at this point, which they shouldn't be. Um, but if anything, anything like that happens, but I always think, what can I personally the manager to help my team and a lot of people don't do this. And I really think it's important to do these next couple of things just because, it could, it, could, it could actually change the outcome of a football matchup. One is monitoring the weather reports. Monitor the weather reports of the games that you are playing in uh, because, you know, pretty much you're always going to start Devontae Adams. Pretty much you're always going to start Patrick Mahomes. No matter what, you're going to start these guys. But you may have a wide receiver, too, or a kicker. And that actually killed me when I was playing GH a couple weeks ago when we tied. I looked at the weather report for my kicker. It was like, you know, 40 mile per hour winds and gust and rain. And I was like, ah, God, I really should bench this guy. But I was like, man, what, what's a kicker going to do? Like, what, 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 how, how are they going to affect the matchup, you know? And I, I, I talked myself out of benching my kicker. got me negative two points. <laughs> Had I benched him, I would have won that matchup instead of tied with GH. So I really encourage people to look at the matchups, but look at the weather reports 
to the matchups. Do either of you guys ever monitor those at all, or you just kind of pick who you're going to run with, and that's it? I definitely monitor that stuff. You know, a couple of weeks ago when it was uh, projected to snow six feet in Buffalo, uh, you know, that was something I was watching super close. And I think for only like the second time in history, they end up moving that game. Um, but yeah, things are definitely getting a little uh, wacky, especially with regards to the wind, snow, uh, rain, etc. Um, I'll definitely let that factor in. But you got to be careful because sometimes you can kind of overthink this stuff with the weather. And then all of a sudden, you know, you're, you're benching like a stud who still ends up going off, you know. Um, so just kind of take it, take it into account and factor it in with everything else, you know, like quality of the defense that, and the opponent that they're facing, et cetera. It's it's um, interesting too that you know how, how much how much later in the year you're looking at it and even even looking at the the game in Mexico City a few weeks ago I was looking at that and um, the stadium they use down in Mexico City is like like half a mile higher in elevation than Mile High Stadium <laughs> that they that they play in Denver so I was kind of even looking at that like. A, what stadium they're playing in, you know, what's the elevation, where are they playing, how far they got to fly. And you're right, I may overthink things a little bit, but um, yeah, all those guys were huffing and puffing. And I even saw, because I want to say it was, it was Tampa Bay and Miami, I believe in Mexico City. I can't remember the exact teams that were playing, but um, no, it was Tampa Bay. I can't remember who it was, but it was, it was, it was two good teams. But either way, I always look at that elevation, um, trying to figure out, like, is it going to affect the player? Is it going to affect the kicker and things like that? I overthink things pretty often, listeners. <laughs> so spicy. Um, I, yesterday, um, I was uh, potentially thinking about benching Tua, um, you know, because one of the other things that I, I was looking at was his um, tackles that were – like, he had two tackles that were injured. Um, and – you know, that's another thing too, you know, his protection, you know, having two people out um, and having, you know, to replace them. It was definitely a concern for me. Plus he had an injury, you know, so. Yeah. Uh, those 100, 100% agree with you on that. Um, it's funny you should mention that because I was actually looking at that myself. And not that I was playing you. I just like kind of look at other injuries. And I have mentioned this to GH. Everything starts and everything ends with the offensive line. And if your offensive line is bad, I mean, because if you look at Tua's game yesterday, other than, I mean, we just mentioned our bonuses listeners earlier in this podcast, and Tua had a 75-yard touchdown pass, the first pass of the game, which netted, I think, made a netted, netted made him almost 20 points right off the bat. And so without that pass, Tua did not have a good game. Like, without, if he didn't throw that touchdown pass right at the beginning, his game was been subpar at best, maybe like 18 points, I think. So, it's it's good that you're monitoring that, and, 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 and thank God for that early touchdown pass, or it could have been different for Tua. But, yeah, the, the 49ers have their own problems right now. We'll get to that in the key injury <laughs> matchup they pick up here later today. But it's good that you're monitoring that. Um, always monitor the offensive line managers, really good to off- the managers, especially your left tackle or your right tackle, depending if you have a left-handed or right-handed quarterback. I mean, those guys are key to protection of your quarterback. I mean, the highest paid guy in the field is typically your quarterback, and the second highest paid guy besides a couple of receivers is typically your right or left tackle, and for good reason. They protect the guy who is the highest paid guy on the league, so it's really important to watch those tackles. So good call, Mayday. 100% agree with you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> um, one thing I do, and I, I, I want to share this with, with you all, but I just want to share with listeners. And now the guys, if guys in our league are listening to this, they may pick up a little bit about what I do on the back end as a manager as far as a little psychological warfare that I do <laughs> on people that I'm playing each week. And I don't do it to, to GH or Mayday too often because they're like my best friends in the wide world. I wouldn't do this to them. But people that I, that I don't like too much, <laughs> like I'll, I'll do it to them. Like, for example, um, if I'm going against someone and they have a receiver on their bench who I'm pretty sure is going to have a bad game, but possibly there's a couple of analysts that think that he's going to have a phenomenal game. Like an hour before snap, 
I'm like, wow, you're benching this guy? He's going to go off. Look at this article I just found. <laughs> like, <laughs> I do stuff like that all the time. <laughs> Makes the manager, hmm, look at that article written by John Jojo and from, from Australia says that, you know, Zay Jones is going to go off today. <laughs> so stuff like that. And I do that. I do that pretty often. I wouldn't say every week, but I, I definitely get to the playoffs. I like to do that kind of stuff. So if you're listening, managers in our league, <laughs> take my take my text with a grain of salt. Wow, you're benching that guy? Oh, man, that guy's going to do phenomenal. Or if it's someone in the lineup, wow, you're going to play him? Golly, the conditions don't look so good for the field. You know? <laughs> <laughs> now, there's no rules against that. You're welcome to comment and talk trash in most leagues. So something to think about. Another thing that I like to do um, is like I'll throw in everybody that has like the highest projected amount of points on my team, I'll put him on my lineup before, before game time, you know, throughout the week, I'll just put those guys in there. Even I, even if they don't have plans on playing them, I want my opponent to see, Oh, spicy gumbo. He's going to score 200 points this week. I better, I better do something. <laughs> and, and for the most part, like, like I'll keep those guys in there. But every once in a while, like this week, for example, I had a Dalton Schultz in my lineup right up until the Sunday night game last night against the Colts. I had him in there. I really didn't think he was going to do very well. He actually ended up not doing very well. So I benched him right at the last minute, but he was my highest projected tight end on my lineup. So I wanted to keep him in there for my opponent to see my projected point. And then I'll bench him right at the last minute, switch him out. I did it with Zay Jones yesterday as well. I had another receiver that I wanted to play. I was going to put Zay Jones in here because he did so well the week before. Um, but I didn't think he was going to do well this, this past week, which he didn't. So I benched him, put someone else in there. Um, so little tricks like that, that you think that it's all your players or putting your players in there. Um, they're just little nuances to the game that I think managers can do to maybe help their team, give them a little leg up. So. <laughs> and I don't worry, um, um, GH and Mayday. I, I, would, I, would, I would never do those things to you unless it was a playoff game. Okay. I would never do those things to you. <laughs> Appreciate it. Because that's the forks on me, just that point. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We're going to take a quick commercial break from our sponsors. When we come back, we'll talk about some key injuries, waiver wire pickups, and then Mayday will take her chances with four questions. We'll be right back. Okay. Sometimes you don't open an entire can of Rico's cheese just for yourself. Well, if you're me, maybe you do. <laughs> but if you don't, don't worry. Rico's has you covered. They offer a variety of snacks you can take with you on a road trip, put in a lunchbox, or eat whenever you want, especially if it's just a party of one. It's the perfect size snack. Look for Rico's on the go cheese sauce and chip packs wherever Rico's is sold. And we're back. So there were some pretty substantial injuries yesterday, mostly at the quarterback position and Mayday alluded to this. And so did I earlier, um, Jimmy G who I feel really bad for, um, out for the season, broken foot. And um, who's the, who's their backup? What's his name? Um, Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy, who is available in 100% of Yahoo and Sleeper <laughs> Leagues. <laughs> he, is, um, he was the last guy picked in the draft this past year. The very, very, very last guy, like pick 591 or something like that. <laughs> and, wow. and yeah, he, he, um, he came in and yeah, he actually didn't do too bad. It's funny. I'm, I'm a big nerd, you two, when it comes to this. I actually went back. I was like, who is this guy? So I watched a little bit of his Iowa State um, days when he played up there. And I was like, well, I mean, he's not terrible. He was, he, he was a- no, he, he was he was very good at Iowa State. He had a very healthy career there. He had some big-time wins for the Cyclones. Uh, Purdy, Purdy was a, a really, really good quarterback in college. And if I remember correctly, too, I think he was actually highly regarded out of high school as well. So he, he was recruited by some big-name schools and spurned a lot of them for Ames, Iowa, which surprised a lot of people. Uh, so, yeah, P- Purdy uh, may have been Mr. Relevant in the draft, but he was very, very relevant in the collegiate ranks. Yeah, it's interesting, um, you know, talking about, you know, the San Francisco um, playmakers out there. And I, I, I think there's not enough info to make a diagnosis, but we're so we're so far into the, into the season, we're at the playoffs, and we basically have to make a call here. Do you 
feel that the San Francisco supporting cast, when I'm talking about like McCaffrey, Kittle, Ayuk, um, Debo, all those guys, do you think they take a step down with Purdy or equal with Garoppolo, or you think they may actually take a step up with Purdy? What do you guys think? I think odds are, you know, they'll take a step back, you know, just because Jimmy G's been there forever. Just he, he knows the offense. He runs the offense. And he's, he's actually looked really, really good this year since he came back um, and took over for Trey Lance. However, you know, Purdy, I, I think, filled in fairly well. But, you know, it's just, you know, you got such a small sample size. Who really knows how that's going to shake out? That The one thing I will say is San Francisco's defense is probably going to keep them in any game that they're going to play in the rest of the regular season and also in the playoffs. Uh, so it's nice when you got that at your back uh, with a stud defense. So re- remains to be seen what the answer to that question is with, with Purdy. But, you know, I, I think the Niners are going to be a force moving forward. Yeah, I agree. It's it's that, that defense I carry them. Actually, I had I had San Francisco going to NFC Championship game in my own little bracket in my head. Like I was thinking it would be San Francisco and the Cowboys going to NFC Championship game or San Francisco and the Eagles. Um, but now now I'm I'm not sure. Like the sample size is too small. I'm not sure what's going to happen in San Francisco now. I do feel bad for Jimmy G. Like literally right before the game, <laughs> he was talking about, "Oh, I'd love to come back here next season and <laughs> you know and do this and that." So I don't know what's going to happen with him. What if Trey Lance? Supposedly Trey Lance might come back like the last week of the fantasy playoffs. I heard a rumor about that. So I, I'm not sure. I just think that, yeah, that, that team, I'm not sure if, if they'll reach the potential that they could have reached in the playoffs, and that may affect fantasy playoffs as well. But Lamar Jackson also got hurt. He's day-to-day, not season-ending, but he's day-to-day, week-to-week. It's funny, um, listeners, the manager in our league, <laughs> I feel so bad for this guy, um, his starting quarterback was was Lamar Jackson, and the backup he had on his bench was Jimmy G. So, so was, yeah, he's yeah he's one of our higher-up um, guys. Like, I was like, oh, man, he's, like, ranked two or three in our league right now. And so I was looking at the waiver wire. I was like, I have no idea who this guy's going to pick up as far as, as QBs. But there are a few out there um, that I think may be available in some leagues. I think Jared Goff is available in about 50% of the leagues. I'll, 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 I'll give the Detroit Lions this much. Um they're they're playing good football right now. They are playing excellent football. Golf is a above average, if not maybe top twelve, I believe. And I liked seeing Swift come back. Swift actually had more carries on the field, longer, more routes run, finally than Jamal Williams. I kind of think that 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 table has turned a little bit going back to Swift going into the playoffs. I like the receivers there. Um, I mean, I'm on Raw, just phenomenal. But DJ Tark, great receiver to pick up, uh, available in about 90% of leagues, yeah, especially with people who are Traylon Burks owners. He got concussed. So there's 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 a lot of things to like about the Detroit Lions right now. I would just say, you know, heck, golf's playing like way better than Brady, Rogers, <laughs> definitely better than Wilson out there, who's terrible. Did you guys watch that Broncos uh, Ravens game by any chance? Lord no, it was it was terrible. <laughs> I, I I heard a rumor, and this this actually turned out to be true that that um, Russell Wilson was supposed to play Sunday night football next week, week fourteen. They were supposed to play Sunday night against the Chiefs against Patrick Mahomes, but NBC said no. That, that team that game's gonna be so terrible that they flexed that game out and put the Raiders. <laughs> um, no, the, the the Chargers and I can't remember, but either way, the Chargers and, and the Dolphins. I think Chargers and the Dolphins. That was the Chargers Dolphins. They flex, they flexed them in, um, and I was like, that that, that game's be much better. <laughs> Good choice, by NBC. Yeah. Um, so we have so that that's so there's there's some QBs out there. I think Tyler Huntley, the backup for. Lamar Jackson is an interesting play if you're a Lamar Jackson owner. I mean, he definitely didn't have the phenomenal day that Lamar Jackson usually has, but I mean, in a pinch, he's a good fill-in available at 99% of leagues. He did have the game-winning rushing touchdown at the end. So if you're hurting at, if you're hurting at QB, good luck. Not much out there most leagues, but if Tyler Huntley's out there, go pick him up. And if Jared Goff's out there, go pick him up. Um, 
running backs. Running backs, a few few key injuries. The biggest one being um, Ken Walker the third. Um, he had an ankle injury. He was out. He is week to week with an ankle injury. Um, Gh, you were you were a big DJ Dallas truther last year. How are you feeling about DJ Dallas this year? <laughs> Yeah, not so much. But uh, at, at this point, I'll, I'll take pretty much any running back with a heartbeat. So, yeah, so DJ Dallas filled in. Um, if, if Ken Walker III is out, I'm sure it's going to be a lot of committee running backs there in Seattle. But DJ Dallas is the the guy they're probably going to give the bulk of the carries to. Um, a couple of other guys that people dropped. I noticed there was a high drop rate with these guys a few weeks ago. And I think that would be relevant to go pick them up again. Um, James Cook. Um, when he got traded, had over 100 yards week 13. And, and, and Cam Akers, Cam Akers, the, the guy that made a dropped a long time ago. Uh, yeah, so, Cam Akers, he looked really good on Sunday. Yeah, he looked phenomenal. Finally, he might be over that injury, finally. And, I mean, there's not much to say about the Rams. You know, I, 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 uh, I'm I wary of playing any Rams offensive position whatsoever. If their name is not Cup, I would even play Cup ahead of Akers right now. And Cup's not even in the game. Um, so <laughs> so it's, 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 it's a touch of situation there in L.A. But the thing, the thing is, they have to run some team out there. They have to remain competitive somehow. You, just, you don't want to just, just blow games. And Kim Akers, you know, had over 60 yards on the ground, a couple of touchdowns. So he's available in close to 50% of leagues right now. So if your team dropped him, try to go pick him back up, or if he's out there, you know, spend some fab bunch out of him. He's a he's a good guy to go pick up. So so Mayday, you you dropped him. Are you gonna? I I don't know if he's available or not in our league. Actually, I don't know. But are you gonna spend some fab budget and try to pick him back up? Yeah, I mean, I uh, I, I didn't want to ha- have anything to do with them anymore. You know, I, I was uh, holding on to him so long at the beginning of the <clears throat> the season. And of course, now they decide to turn things around. And yeah, I think I'll be putting some money out there. You know, it's it's it's, it's definitely a, a high potential. So um, uh, I I have to see though. I don't know if he is still available or not. It's funny. In our season, uh, Mayday had offered me a garbage trade of Cam Akers and Daryl Henderson for someone I can't remember who it was for. And thinking that, thinking now, seeing now what's going on now, it's, oh, that actually probably would not have been a bad trade considering what's going on now. But at the time, and, and Mayday was trying to do the psychological where what warfare on spicy gumbo listeners <laughs> i remember she sent me this trade she's like these guys are, are great running backs good foundation i mean they, they'll be great on your team <laughs> really trying to sell these two guys and this is like early on in, in the rams <laughs> season i was like oh i don't know maybe let me check nope they're still garbage <laughs> so, so, <laughs> I, I, I never I, know I, what could happen right <laughs> yeah it's true <laughs> see he's still trying to do and, um i mentioned Traylon burke's earlier and he got concussed so i don't know who we want to pick up there in that <laughs> um tennessee wide receiver room um there was a there was a tight end okankawa that i was watching um he was a backup tight end he had the most receiving yards and 100 he's available 100 percent of leagues right now so you might not go pick him up um does, do, do, you, do you guys know what's going on derrick henry he has been just terrible the past few weeks have you guys watched any of those games um i've i've watched some um i just feel like he's he i mean he just can't sustain a lot of snaps you know like i mean it's it's he's just so limited you you put him out there too long and he just gets injured or something you know um I, i think that it definitely seemed like he was gonna have a much better year but he just you know he's just can only stay out for for a short time is essentially what I've seen. Yeah, I think he has a neg injury. It's still bothering him. And it's funny, in our league listeners, we had a trade go down right before the trade deadline as well, where someone traded away Derrick Henry and they received Austin Eckler. And I thought at the at the time, I thought uh, they're just trading apples for apples. I don't I didn't see a big difference. But evidently the Derrick Henry owner kind of knew something was up. I mean, Austin Eckler didn't have a great game this past week anyway, but he kind of saw the tea leaves a little bit and traded him away. So we'll see what happens with him. You know, not much happening in Tennessee as well. So anyway, we can, there's a few other injuries we want to get through, but we're running a little shorter on time. And I know that Mayday is excited to get to our four questions segment. Are you ready? I am. 
<laughs> so over the past um, season, GH has done four questions twice. He has gotten his best score of two out of four. So his average is two out of four. So he got that both times. So I'm really pulling for you to do better. Question number one. <clears throat> Let's see. That is not question. Oh, here it is. Question number one. What villain promising, quote, a flying car in every garage, end quote, was elected president of the United States according to the November edition of the Daily Planet? <laughs> um, I have no idea, Chris. Ooh. G.H., can I take a shot at it? Um, was it somebody from the Jetsons? <laughs> Close. I'll say it one more time. Maybe you guys will get this. This is a fun question. I loved it so much. Listen to the very last part. What villain promising a flying car in every garage was elected president of the U.S. according to the November edition of the Daily Planet? Ah, the Daily Planet. So Superman... Uh, so Lex Luthor? Lex Luthor is the right answer, yes. Do I get to add to my score or? No, afraid not, sir. I'm appalled. I'm sorry. I got, I got, I got, a, I got to throw the old flag on that one. Okay, number two, number two. Here we go. Maybe you get this one. <laughs> who, sh who shot Mr. Burns? Um... Simpsons oh, history. Yes. Oh, that, uh, I think it was Smithers. I'm not sure, but that would be my guess. I am pretty sure it's been a long time. It was not Smithers. It was Maggie. The baby shot Mr. Burns. Maggie. Oh, God. That's, <laughs> my gosh. <laughs> it's been so long since I've seen that. It's okay. <laughs> How about a gym, a, a U.S. gymnast question? What U.S. gymnast grabbed two silver and three bronze individual medals in 1992? Mm. 1992. That was the dream team of U.S. gymnastics. Okay. Um... I don't really remember too many people from that time. Uh, so I would just have to guess. Um, oh, gosh. I, I can't even think. Uh, honestly, I don't know. I, I You would think I followed gymnastics more, but nope. It's um, okay. I don't know. <laughs> um, GH, I know you know this one. Who is it? 92? 92. Uh... Oh, come on. You <laughs> um, was it the one who got her knee uh, care again? Uh, no, that's ice skating, but it's close. Um... Oh, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. What, what was the part? Tell me, tell me what was Oh, gymnast. 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 <laughs> um, I'm going to go with uh, a gymnast. Um, no, tell me. I have no idea. Shannon Miller. Shannon uh, Miller. Oh my god, we would have been here all day. <laughs> okay. I'll give you I'll give you I'll give you a, a science fiction question. <laughs> oh you're 0 for 3, Mayday. Um, we have not had an 0 for 4 quite on the podcast this year. So I think you can pull it out and get one for three. Here we go. Question number four. In what popular science fiction television series do people routinely get trapped on the holodeck? Um, oh, okay. I know this. I know this. Um, okay. Uh, this is... Okay. I'm pretty sure... I'm pretty sure it's Star Trek, but uh, let me think. Uh, okay, that's that's my final answer. I, I'm pretty sure I hope it's right. So Star Trek is, can you be a little more specific? There were many er iterations of Star Trek. Oh, I'm looking God. for a certain one. Oh my gosh. <laughs> 
I'll, I'll, I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you. It's tough. It was Star Trek: The Next Generation. So, oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> so it was Jean-Luc Picard, all those guys, Worf and Jordi. Half, half point, Did, in my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a quarter point. A quarter point. <laughs> yeah. I, I watched that when I was younger, so uh, I, I just don't. I, I don't remember all of the the uh, versions that they have out. Oh, Star Trek Next Generation. My 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 son is a a fan, and I, I love it. We we use puns around our house all the time um, for 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 Star Trek, you know. And um, like I'll I'll be in the bathroom. I'm trapped in the hall deck. Get out of here, you know. Like I'm on to tell people to leave me alone in the bathroom anymore. You know, my wife's going to the bathroom, and like um, you know, Jean Luc Picard always called um his his second command um, Riker, his number one. So I say she's my number one. So my, my wife is number one, and I'm the captain. So hey, number one, you're off to take a number two. I see. Good luck, you know. So stuff like that, you know, <laughs> just ridiculous things that happen in our house that people don't that our listeners now need to know about. <laughs> oh man. So. Oh, so anyway. Um. Yes. Um. Um. What point? Point five out of four, maybe. No. Point five. <laughs> Okay, one for four. I'll give you one for four. Not not bad. Not bad. No, clarified at the beginning. I had to be very specific. Then I could see that. But. Okay, <laughs> it's okay. Well, um, we're running running very short on time here, so I want to thank number one, my gracious and composed and extremely intelligent best friends of, of guests today, Mayday and GH. Thank you for being on the podcast. Thank you for having us. It's it's been a pleasure, and uh, tune in tonight, everyone. I need I need nine points from my kicker Ryan Suckup, uh, so I'm fully expecting to get eight point eight points. Uh, it and you know it uh, it bodes well that my kicker's name he he's got suck in his name, uh, so everything <laughs> so perfectly tonight. <laughs> I will I will bust out, and I do have a bottle of this. It's called fantasy football anointing oils so usually i'll bring them out and i'll I'll anoint something in my house to pray to the fantasy football gods i will i will i will make sure that ryan suckup gets you those nine points it'll just make for a more intriguing (laughs) week 14 matchup between you and mayday so we'll see what happens but uh, um i'm pretty sure that's what uh guatemalan hysterectomy is bathed in you know (laughs) morning so i don't know if you'll have any left <laughs> I'm, 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 I love the stories coming out of y'all's house. We'll have to do a new podcast <laughs> of the Guatemalan Hysterectomy's Mayday bathing <laughs> house rituals going on there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Well, this this podcast took a turn at the end. Well, anyway, I want to thank the our mailbag submissions, thank our sponsors, of course, thank all of our listeners out there. You're definitely going to keep us going. Make sure if you are listening to us, any platform, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, whatever it is, make sure you like, give us a five-star rating. Um, if you are on Twitter, make sure to follow me at TacoFFL. Um, all those follows, all those likes really help out analytics, keep the lights on. Our sponsors do enjoy more people listening. So again, thank you all for listening. This was the Taco Tuesday Fantasy Football League podcast. Good luck. Week 14. Everybody out there, Spicy Gumbo signing off.